Is it June 21st? <laughs> if it's a Tuesday. But maybe it's coming out on a Monday. You know what? It probably is. I'm going <laughs> to say that it's June 21st. Trust Megan. Don't trust me. <laughs> Welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, where both me and my friend Megan discuss book-related news and topics, except for the extra extra where we only do the news part. So I guess I should, I need a new intro. Yeah, I gotta gotta have a specific one for this. Yeah, I do, I do. (laughs) Anyway, we'll just keep going through that little blunder. All right, so we were talking about book-related news and book-related releases, or just book releases, I guess I could say, for the month of June, which has quickly approached us. This is, like, the fastest year of my life. It's already, like, halfway through the year, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. (laughs) You don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I mean, I'm keeping up to my reading um, goals and stuff, which is good. Yeah, I'm still technically ahead of mine. Oh, good. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, at the beginning of the year, I was, like, real far ahead. And like now I'm like no, I'm just like down. like the train is catching me yeah. and I'm just slowly <laughs> like not getting run over by the train but it's right there like yeah. I can feel it it's <laughs> like, like pushing me over yeah, her shoulder shit. like oh no I'm like right at fifty percent for pages and books I'm you're like, riding on the front of the train I'm, though you know true. what I mean I tried to outrun it and now <laughs> I've messed up you know once you try once you get off the train and you try to outrun it you gotta commit this is true this is true you better not get hit I know I'm just. Uh, <laughs> Imagine only reading up to your goal. Couldn't imagine that. That would be terrible. (laughs) Oh, unfortunate. (laughs) Okay. That was was like, I didn't even mean it to be that saucy towards you. I I was was trying to be saucy towards me. And I was like, oh. I'm proud of myself. (laughs) You should be. I did not mean it like that. I was talking shit about myself and my incredible and annoying desire to always overachieve. True. And otherwise feel like a failure, even though that's not that's no, not a thing I mean, that happen. You're only reading like a million books this year for your goals, so I mean, fifty two. Fifty two was the goal. That was same a, a million fifty two. Same same. These pictures are the same. <laughs> All right, we should probably get into the the book news and book releases. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with news or releases? Um, Since I insulted you, I feel like you should get the choice. Let's do news. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay. Because, you know, like, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. Everyone likes to learn about new books, though, so let's end it with that. Okay. So the first thing I got is Amazon is starting a monthly book club, which I know you were... Yeah, I'm thrilled. (laughs) I I don't like Amazon. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And I say that with, like, a big asterisk because, like, everyone uses Amazon. Like, yeah, I don't know a single person. From Even my parents, they live out in the middle of literally nowhere. Like, they can't get Amazon packages to their house. But they still order Amazon to, like, my house. Yeah. And so I don't know a single person who doesn't use Amazon. And it's kind of like the Goodreads thing where, like, lots of people use Goodreads. And that's fine. Like, if you have your data in there, I get it. Like, it's switching is hard. Getting used to new systems is hard. Changes. Yeah, awful sometimes but like especially small changes like if you like it no big deal but like I went out of my way to avoid using Goodreads and now Amazon's like but what about a book club yeah they're like come back here and I'm like no, no. 
No, I will start my own book club, Amazon. Thank you very much. And, like, I kind of, like, I like the idea just because it is so convenient for a lot of people to be like, hey, this is the book of the month. Sign up. And it's going to be delivered to your Kindle. It's going to be delivered to your door. Like, it makes sense. And, like, they're doing a good business move. It's a great it's a business great move. business move. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like going back to their roots because that's what they were. It was like that's an what online they were, yeah. bookstore and now they're like now we're doing an online book club and it's just Yeah. Like so that's how it works too, right? Like it actually like if you sign up it gets sent to your door automatically or can you like opt out of that or do you know anything about I'm not, that? I didn't look too into it. Okay, um, just kind of like, oh, this was happening. Yeah, I just, like, all I know, it, it is, like, they do have Amazon book clubs on there. It's a free service that just allows yeah. readers to join, like, any book clubs. So, I think there is, like, multiple book clubs on there. But this one specific, specifically for Amazon is Sarah Selects. Okay. It's the name of it. And just generic. Oh, that's awful. Generic, like, white woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, and, like, I think she's, like, the seat. Like, she's someone important. She's actually, like, a real person. <laughs> she's a real person. Like, this ask, like, <laughs> I think, like, or it's, like, like, probably a group of, like, people who sit at a table, discuss what's going to be And then the Sarah book. signs off on it. Yeah. And, um, right. yeah, so the first selection, if anyone is curious, is called Half-Blown Rose by Lisa Cross-Smith, which this, releases on the 31st. This is hilarious to me, because <laughs> I've never so badly, which we've talked about doing, which I'm spoiling a lot of news, like, about us. Yeah. <laughs> but we've talked about doing, like, a book club down the road. And, like, it's like Amazon did it. And I, now I'm like, no. Like, how dare they take our idea? <laughs> how dare they take this, like, normal thing that most people do yeah. around books? It's pretty common. But whatever. But that, so that is an interesting implication. You said, like, there's other book clubs that you can join through Amazon. And you can create your own. And despite the, like, in spite of the fact that it is Amazon, and that makes me kind of, like, personally infuriated, I'll just pause here for fury <laughs> for my fury. <laughs> the the thing I do like about that is potentially like I don't know how it's set up, but if you could sign up for it and then you know they send you an email like a week before they send out the book and they say like mm-hmm. you opt in or opt out of like getting yeah. a copy. Like that would be actually really interesting because part of the I know part of the battle with like a lot of book clubs, I've been in a couple and like one of the things that was really frustrating was even just finding the books Mm -hmm. and like remembering to find the books and stuff like that. And then you end up not getting the book in time and then it's like kind of frustrating. So I actually, I I do potentially, like they are set up to kind of solve that problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, but like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. But yeah, like obviously if that's something people are interested in, give it a look and yeah. Don't let my personal hatred of Amazon get in your way. Yeah, you do you. If that's, like, how you're going to get your reading in, then do it. And who knows, maybe when they, when I look into a little bit more details about that, maybe I'll be like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. So, like. And then we're going to start our own thing that's similar, but not quite. Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next thing is, so I just finished this book called The Annual Migration of Clouds. And the author, Premi Mohammed. She's actually, like, a Canadian Indo-Caribbean author. hmm So one of her other novellas actually won a, um, a Nebula Award, which is, like, for science fiction and fantasy yes. books. So she won that. So I just thought that was really kind of neat that I just started following this author. Yeah. And she's, like, winning all these, like, awards. 
it's for those who don't know about these awards like I didn't know they're um given out to sci-fi and fantasy writers of America like annually since 1965 so it's been around for a while yep um her specific novella that she won the award for is called and what can we offer you tonight and it's set in the far future it tells the story of jewel an established courtesan whose world is shaken when her her friend is murdered by a client (gasps) so yeah i didn't i didn't even rehearse that gas that was like (laughs) legit Her friend. I haven't murdered. read. A, I haven't read a good courtesan <laughs> mm-hmm. read in a in a while. I honestly, I'm. It's intriguing. Like I love her novel novella that I just read, mm-hmm. and I think she's a really great author. And you know, she's pretty local to us. Yeah. So support, and yeah, who knows? Maybe we gotta read that new fave on our hands. Yeah, yeah. Go preemie. Um, all right, and then the next news article I have is there's going to be an unburnable edition of The Handmaid's Tale. It's going to be auctioned off for an anti-censorship fundraiser that's going on in the States, I believe, and that's going to be happening on June 7th. What are your mm. thoughts on that, Marissa? Oh, I have lots of thoughts. Um, <laughs> as per usual. So I think one of the things... I know Margaret Atwood is a little bit under fire on some areas of like book Twitter and stuff and like TikTok and book talk and all that of with the all the stuff that's going on with abortion laws in the States. Uh, she recently wrote or maybe even just re like um, not republished, but re uh, retweeted and stuff mm-hmm. like her like an article that she wrote that was titled you know like it was something like forcing women to carry pregnancies to term is 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 slavery and a lot of people very rightfully in my opinion like very much called her out on that yeah of like this is this is not the same two things can be terrible and they can share similarities without us white women using mm-hmm. something that caused generational trauma and systemic racism and all this terrible shit without making them seem the exact same. Yeah. And I know like there's there is a com- like there is a quote unquote comparison maybe to be made there. It's not one you should be making. Yeah. And I really agree with that. Um but she's been under fire for things in the past as well just small things that she's kind of done that has proven her to be you know the like 80 year old that she is <laughs> yeah and not that that's an excuse but you know that it, you you really start to understand that she belongs to a different type of feminism than the one that i would subscribe to or like most people yeah, our age mm-hmm. and a kind of mm, reluctance to move the goalposts on her own mm. feminism and so a lot of this has come up over the past and so this is kind of like another thing and then people are now pointing out you know like the hands made tale is kind of only dystopian because it centers on this also happening to white women when this is events and she's said this in the past she took historical events that have happened to women entirely throughout that entire book like none of it is actually that made up it's just combining certain things but like 
everything has happened to women, but mainly, and it's mainly women of color. So yeah. it, is it just, it's kind of just considered dystopian because of white women. And, and that's obviously problematic. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I love the idea of an unburnable book. Like, I, like the, yeah, the, the concept is neat. the symbolism of that is mm-hmm. so brilliant, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of hoping some maybe other like very classically banned authors, because there's like a list of them that are like continuously banned throughout various places. Yeah, I kind of hope they maybe jump on this. I because that would be, be really cool. cool. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I know Atwood's under fire right now, and I think rightfully so yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, so it's just kind of part of that conversation. Yeah, for sure. And this probably was organized and all this stuff way before she oh, for sure. did that. So they're like, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? And they're probably like, oh, shit, maybe this wasn't the best book to choose for this fundraiser yeah, yeah. in this given moment. But you can't predict what's been happening in our world. Yes. So. It is what it is. Um, another thing, new Toronto-based literary event is taking place June 3rd to 5th. So obviously a lot of this news is very uh, Canadian-centric for a reason, because we're Canadian. <laughs> well, I'm in Toronto, though. I fly down on the oh, 9th, which is so disappointing. It. Yeah, because it's like, it's for crime and mystery writing, which I was like, that's cool. I would go to that. Yeah. But it has like, there's going to be nearly like 100 writers there. Oh, that's um, wicked. Thomas King is there. Um, Harlan Coben, <laughs> Kathy Reeks, right? You pointed at me, and uh, there's missing context there. I just gave you a book by Thomas King. gave me a book by Thomas King. That's why I'm pointing at you. So, and I've read a couple of his books too in the past. So, yes, it would be really cool just to like, like I've personally never been at like a book con or any kind. Of I book have. So I went stuff, to. So. Um, there was quite a few of them in. <laughs> so during that uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh yeah. There's lots of like mini festivals that pop up around it and like you can do anything you want, but there was a book one and I think it was just the Edinburgh Book Festival, although everyone in Scotland, please forgive me if I've totally just <laughs> not named that correctly. Um, but yeah, and it was so fun. Like you meet so many new authors and the thing is, is you actually get to see them speak. So what I liked doing the most was going into like the poetry stuff because poetry oh, is so cool. hard mm-hmm. i find like yeah you can go pick up a book of poetry but the stuff that's popular is you know not always like what you like personally i find poetry is a very personal thing mm-hmm. and so like you would just go and listen to them talk about their book and it just always got me so excited about the kind of poetry that they're writing and then when you're reading their work it just has this extra layer so i really love that um we'll have to do like me and you make a point of like going to a con we should i really want to because they're super fun they're so much fun and then you get and you get to meet like smaller authors too right like it's it's really fun when the like bigger authors or the bigger names kind of Mm -hmm. show up like i would consider thomas king to be like a bigger kind of name but like think of how many smaller authors and like start debut authors are like going to be just Sitting there so excited about their little book yeah, that they got not published. So that was a little exciting. patronizing, but like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like so excited about their books and stuff. And then you get to actually talk to them and like meet them and like they get to share that passion. And like, that's what we all, that's what we're doing here. That's what we love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. 
makes me excited to eventually go to one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then last, um, I just have a few book adaptations. Okay. Uh, First one, I mean, this one comes out in July, but I, like, just heard about it, and I was like, hey, whatever, I'm just going to talk about uh, the Persuasion book that you just finished reading by Jane Austen. That's being a movie coming out. Very exciting. July, Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey is less exciting. <laughs> the main girl. No, it's all good. <laughs> and then Henry Golding, which personally I really like him. He's from like um, we should do Crazy like a, Rich Asians. We should watch this together because I we I did. I liked their adaptation of Emma. I think they do a great job with the Jane Austen novels. Yeah, I think they're just so fun. Yeah, so we should definitely check do that, that out. Um, another movie that I'm really excited for is called The Black Phone. Um, I by Joe Hill, which is actually like a short story collection of his called 20th Century Ghosts, and that's just mm-hmm. one of the stories in there. Um, and I heard about it, it's getting released June 24th. I've heard about it because I'm really into horror movies, yes. as you know, and it's actually getting produced by Bloomhouse Productions, who've done like Paranormal Activity, Insidious, mm-hmm. The Purge, Happy Death Day, Halloween, all of those great movies, in my opinion. No, no. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast idea. Yeah, that's not. Um, and <laughs> so, uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. He's playing the kidnapper of it. Mm-hmm. There's generally been good positive, re- like critic critic responses to it so far. Yeah. Basically, what it's about is Vinny Shaw. He's a shy but clever thirteen year old boy who's being held in a soundproof basement by a sadistic mass killer. When a disconnected phone on the wall starts to ring, he soon discovers that he can hear the voices of the murderer's previous victims. And they are dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Vinny. Yeah, I'm so not watching this. Yeah, <laughs> I was like going to say, like, not your type. Not for Marissa. Definitely but for Megan. <laughs> I'm super excited. I think it's a really interesting concept. And maybe I'll pick up his little short story book after it. Yeah, love um, that. Another book, Father of the Bride. Classic. It's a classic I've never really kind of heard of, but don't. I've heard of. I've heard lots. <laughs> I've never read and I've never watched because yeah. there's other adaptations. Yeah. So this one is interesting though because um, it's actually a Latin adaptation. It's going to be following a Cuban American family. Okay. Um, instead of like I know in 1991 it was Steve Martin. Yeah. So you know how. Well, Steve Martin's classic guy. Like he's a good comedian actor, but I think this will be a really interesting adaptation. The original mm-hmm. novel was published in 1949, and I believe they did release a movie like the year or two after the books published. So that one's probably black and white, no sound. I don't know what the, what was in the fifties. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think that'll be interesting. It basically follows a father coming to grips with his daughter's upcoming wedding the prism of multiple relationships within a big sprawling cuban american clan so nice yeah it just kind of sounds like it might be like a really heartfelt kind of interesting book or movie sorry and then last of those hollywood star girl is releasing june 3rd on disney plus which like i never read the books to the original star star girl um and there is a sequel called love star girl i watched the movie and it's like fine like it is what it is. It is what it is. Like, it's not, like, amazing. But this new movie isn't an adaptation of the sequel mm-hmm. to the original book. So I just yeah. wanted to, like, mention that to people who were like, oh, that's cool. Like, they're making a sequel, Stargirl. Star Girl. Like, I read the sequel um, to the book. Probably going to be saying it's not. It's just, like, their own made-up thing. So just so right. you know, 
<laughs> All right. And that was it for the news. That's it for news and adaptations. That was a lot of news and adaptations. So uh, let's talk about new releases that we're looking forward to. Again, obviously, we are going to miss. There's lots of books coming out in oh, June. For sure. So these were just kind of the ones that definitely caught my eye and Megan's eye as well. Um, and I'm going to start with uh, The Ballad of Perilous Graves by Alex Jennings. So this is being published on June 20th. Um, so this is, which I'm assuming is a Tuesday, as we talked about last time. They're all Tuesdays. Oh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> if it's not, then there's something wrong. Something wrong. I got the wrong date. Um, so it is a fantastical novel set in New Orleans, which outlines uh, the battle for the city's soul between two young mages, a vengeful wraith, and one powerful song. Mm -hmm. So in this world, music is akin to magic, and Perry are... I assume our main character knows the city's rhythm better than his own heartbeat. And he is starting to notice that things aren't quite right. Mm -hmm. uh, the novel promises a fun magical story centered on music and dreams. So again, that comes out June 20th. I'm, is so it 20th? Sorry, I think it's June 21st. Is it June 21st? <laughs> if it's a Tuesday, but maybe it's coming out on a Monday. You know what? It probably is. I'm going <laughs> to say that it's June 21st. Trust Megan. Don't trust me. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I'm so excited about <laughs> the Tuesdays. Anyway, sorry, continue. Why don't you go ahead with one of yours? <laughs> so the one person I have is A Year to the Day by Robin Benway. Okay. Um, it's a YA fiction. Uh, so plot of it, it's been a year, a year of Miss Nina, a year of milestones, holidays, birthdays, everything without her. So Leo, who I'm assuming is the main character, um, she can't seem to remember the night that her friend Nina went missing. Nina and Nina's boyfriend East got into a car after this party, basically, and stuff happened. She goes missing, all these things. So mm -hmm. the reason I was interested in this book is because Nina's trying to figure out what happened, and it's actually told in reverse chronological order. So that See, that part excites me. Concept. Like, the rest of it is like, oh, okay. Pretty Sounds generic. Like a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that part, you said that part earlier, and I was like, ooh, I like when authors take like a big risk in how they tell the story in order to tell it in an interesting mm -hmm. way yeah so that's so, really cool and that me. is out june 20th okay perfect um i have coming out on june 28th the measure by nikki ehrlich mm -hmm. so eight ordinary people are summoned to make an extraordinary choice in this new novel um, so during an ordinary morning, a box arrives on everyone's doorstep worldwide, containing the precise number of years that that person will live for. As society realizes the implication of these boxes, people are faced with the choice of whether to open them and face the knowledge or to ignore it. And assuming that the boxes aren't lying and that uh, they do actually open it, they are then faced with the choice of kind of what to do with this knowledge so that the premise is really interesting it reminds me of a couple of short stories i read in like high school and university like um there was a couple of kind of surrounding this idea of like knowing when your like quote-unquote expiration date was mm -hmm. um so that's really interesting to me it comes out june 28th that sounds cool and i think like if not all of us quite a few of us have thought about like would you want to know when you would you want to know like would it yeah would it make it better or worse? Yeah. So or it's an like, interesting dilemma. Yeah, like how you would die, too. Like, yeah. I feel like I've thought about that, too. I also thought about, this is kind of silly, but I got 
put onto a weird side of TikTok. <laughs> where they, they do, like, point of view. It's, like, point of view TikTok. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've ever ended up even just remotely over there. A lot of those are faced with, like, weird situations mm-hmm. like this where, like, you know when you're going to die or, like, you only have, like, a certain amount of words to say in your lifetime and, like, they just do, like, little skits based on, like, how the person or the character that they made up reacts and it kind of reminded me of that too i yeah. was like this is totally like a point of view to totally thing. so funny anyway uh go ahead with your next one all right so i have james patterson by james patterson very nice so i feel like you know most people have heard of this guy if not then where where you been mm-hmm. um so basically it's an autobiography and it's going to be following james patterson's life where he came from he's authored over 200 books for all ages. Yeah. Um, that comes out June 6th. And I think it's going to be really interesting to just learn about his life because he just seems like a very interesting man. Yeah. So he has a lot of novels, as you as you stated. And my mom is one of one of his bigger fans. She doesn't have all of them because that would be ridiculous. But she has a lot <laughs> of them. There's certain like series that she really enjoys. Um, so obviously when I like saw this news, I sent it to her, I was so excited. And then she was like, okay, cool. And I was like, I don't know if it's not translating over text. But like, <laughs> but I was where's like, the excitement? I was like, where's the excitement for like, you know, for the James Patterson? I'm, I'm curious about this one though, myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the next one on my list was Hell Followed With Us by Andrew Joseph White. So this is Andrew Joseph's. Joseph White's debut novel. It comes out June 6th or June 7th. And it follows the story of a young or a trans boy who teams up with an LGBTQ plus youth center in order to take down fundamentalist, the fundamentalist cult that turned him into a monster. It's defined as a young adult novel and it promises to be a thrilling tale about overcoming your oppressors. So um, my TBR is upset at me because I am looking at this one with, like, it's, like, in my cart. <laughs> like, you know? It just, it just sounds so, like, interesting, even though, like, we don't really know. Yeah. I feel like we won't really know what it's about until you're actually in there reading. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, sometimes your TBR just has to stay your TBR a little bit longer. That's okay. Yeah, I think it'll survive. <laughs> in fact, this this is just prolonging its survival, really. Exactly. Yeah. There um, you go. So my next one is Slip by Mikula Marika. Mm-hmm. It's a young adult graphic novel. Uh, so it follows this girl, Jade. She's about to leave for a summer art intensive, but her best friend, Phoebe, attempts suicide. So she's doesn't feel like she can focus on herself at the moment. But once she's at this art farm, um, she has all these artistic opportunities she's been waiting for her whole life. She gets to know her classmate. She begins to fall for whimsical, upbeat, comfortable in her own skin, Mary. She pours herself into making ceramic monsters that vent her stress and insecurities. But when she puts her creatures in the kiln, something unreal happens. They come to life and they're taking a stand. If Jade won't confront her problems, her problems are going to confront her, including the scariest of them all. If Jade grows, prospers, and even falls in love this summer, is she leaving Phoebe behind? So it is for a 14 plus audience. I think it has a lot of interesting concepts that it's going to explore. And the artwork just looks beautiful. And that's on June 7th. I love that. I um my favorite part about that is the part where you said she's not gonna confront her problems. <laughs> her problems will force it. Because I was like, 
Same, man. <laughs> Same. And, you know, like, we all just need our little ceramic monsters to come alive and make us confront them. Yeah, I don't know if I quite want that much no, of it, okay, but, fine. yeah, um, personally. <laughs> okay, the next one on my list is actually a historical fiction novel, which was the only one that, like, jumped out at me that wasn't, like, YA or fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not true, but, um, so it's called The Last Dress from Paris by Jade Beer. Uh, publication date is set as June 21st, and it's centered on a priceless Dior dress. So the setting is between London 2017 and France 1952. I don't know if that's going to be like flashbacks or if it's going to be like interwoven or or whatnot, but it kind of follows those two timelines. And it's uh, one of the main characters, Granny Sylvie, asks her granddaughter Lucille to help her out with a seemingly small task, which quickly spirals into a life-changing story. Ooh, I love that. Life-changing. That's how they, they hook you. That's how they hook you. Everything's life-changing. Yeah, life-changing <laughs> for that specific book. Right. Uh, so the last one I have on my list is probably like the one I'm most interested in. Okay. Uh, it's called Fish Swimming in Dappled Sunlight by Riku Onda. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Amazing title. It's so beautiful. It's just so poetic. It is poetic. It's, I, like, I, I could just sit there and but... think about the title for hours on end. Yeah, and it's just like a, a beautiful cover, too. Yeah. Um, it's actually by a Japanese author, so it's translated by Allison Watts. Um, it's a mystery whodunit set in Japan. Okay. So it follows Aki and Hiro spending one final night together before parting ways forever. Each believes the other is a murderer and is determined to get a confession before the night is over. But why and who did they kill? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I I don't know. It just sounds very... And that comes out June 16th. Excited. Excited about that one. That was the last one on your list? That was the last one. Yeah. So there's two more that should have been on your list. <laughs> Okay. Um, that I found for you. Thank so you. Worries. See, I just, that's why I didn't you look knew. it up. You knew. <laughs> All right. So it's a, the first one is A Botanist's Guide to Parties and Poison by Kate Carvey. So again, great title. Like, I love that. That's love so intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is another debut novel. Uh, it follows the story of Saffron Everly, who is determined to make a name for herself at her university. When invited to a university dinner party, she expects pleasantries and good conversation. What she doesn't expect is one of the professor's wives to drop dead on the floor, seemingly after being poisoned. So this mystery novel follows Saffron's attempt to solve the murder without landing herself on the killer's list, and it promises mystery, murder, tension, and your all-time favorite, which is romance. All of the things. All the things. I just love it. You know what's missing from that checklist, though? What? Um, That comes out, by the way, June 6th, if I didn't mention that. But what's missing is a the fantasy aspect. Oh, yeah. Which true, is true, true, true. <laughs> included in Blood and Min- <laughs> Moonlight by Aaron Beatty. Blood and Moonlight by Aaron Beatty. Uh, so this one comes out June 27th, and this is a fantasy mystery thriller, which is like Megan, Megan, Megan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It follows Katrin, an orphan girl with unique skills that allow her to spot flaws in buildings before they turn deadly. She witnesses a murder early on in the story and is subsequently pulled into events that put her directly into the murder investigation. It promises magic, murder, genius, and suspense. Ooh, yeah, that one sounds like me. Yeah. Sounds like something I'd enjoy. And then the last one on my list is actually A Mirror Mended by Alex E. Harrow. This is coming out June 13th. 
this is the second novel of Harrow's Fractured Fables series, which I've never, I haven't read the first one, but it seems like they kind of just take place in that same world and not kind of, you know, you need to read the first one necessarily, although I might be wrong about that. Mm -hmm. It follows Zinnia Gray, who is a professional fairy tale fixer, and she's absolutely done with solving princesses' problems and wishes these damn damsels would just get a grip and solve their own stories. <laughs> uh, one day she looks in the mirror and she sees someone else's face, and this is the face of an evil queen asking for help. The evil queen believes that her story has gone off the rails, and she is looking for a better ending. Zinnia is forced to face the queen's request and um, the choice of whether or not to help her. It promises to be a tale of fairy tale magic, exhaustion, and hope. Um, and as part of the Fractured Fable series, it's the second one. So the first one was called A Spindle Splintered, which focuses on Sleeping Beauty. So if you're, this one intrigues you and you haven't read the first one, maybe pick that one up first and then see and then how see you feel the other about that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like so, like, it's just such an interesting concept. Yeah. I love it. I think that, I don't know, like Disney Plus is going to be all over that if they <laughs> I, want it. That'd be so cool. Like, they could do so many things with a retelling like that mm-hmm. where it focuses on like even just the idea of like a fairy tale fixer is kind of an amazing I know like that's just protagonist like a like I've never even thought of that concept ever imagine just like like I want it to be like this is probably not gonna have it be how it works but I want it to be like an <laughs> office job like yeah. she's sitting there and she gets like like a folder she's for, like tapping a, on her like, like little <laughs> laptop and then they're like <sighs> Fucking Cinderella's up to it again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, ah, oh, damn it. She lost her damn glass slipper. Oh. Or, or the slipper didn't fall off this time. Oh. Well, and it's just like, because typically it's like, oh, a fairy godmother is kind of like you would think would be yeah. the person fixing all these princesses, like, problems. But yeah, like, a fairy tale fixer specifically. Yeah, it seems so, like, clinical and, like, mm-hmm. but you're right. It could just be, like, a fairy godmother in, like, a weird way. But, like, she's not doing it out of, like, the kindness of her heart. It's yeah, just her yeah, it's a, job. it's a job. She just, it's her day-to-day, nine-to-five. <laughs> I love that. Pretty excited for that one. I've been let down by a lot of fairy tale retellings. So I think if I was going to pick one off of my list to, like, actually just straight out buy, it would definitely be uh, helpful with us by Andrew Joseph White. Because mm-hmm. um, the LGBTQ group helping then take down a cult that turns somebody into a monster is just it's just so intriguing to me it does sound very interesting yeah all right so that's that's our glance forward into june that's pretty much it do you have any kind of final thoughts i don't think so it's gonna be a good a good month a good summer i feel like summer this is a good start to the summer yeah exactly i agree all right well if you liked what you heard today we appreciate that make sure to like and review us maybe yeah give us a little review that'd be great uh we are on social media on instagram we are at the book jar pod uh, so give us a follow there normally we answer your questions on on our podcast when we're not talking about book related news mm-hmm. so if you have a question you want us to answer make sure to send that to us through a dm on our instagram account best way to get a hold of us otherwise That's pretty much it. So thanks for listening. That's it. That's all. Thanks for listening. Keep on reading. And you'll hear from us soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.